Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself. And on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast. But before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by Kettle and Fire, makers of the world's best tasting and healthiest bone broth. If you've been following me for any length of time, you know that bone broth is one of my favorite superfoods to help support the gut lining. It actually helps heal leaky gut syndrome, rich in collagen protein. That's just great for the gut, great for your joints. It helps support really strong joints that are more resilient from injury. It helps support your skin for natural beauty, hair, nails. And it's also great for your immune system and makes you more resilient to getting infections. And so bone broth is something that I personally drink almost every single day. I thoroughly enjoy it. Kettle and Fire makes a really great one. They use 100% grass-fed and finished beef bones, organic free-range chicken bones, as well as organic veggies, spices, and herbs. They're really one of the only brands that's out there that you can find that actually uses really well-sourced ingredients. You can get them online at their website, www.kettleandfire.com kettleandfire.com forward slash jockers and use the coupon code jockers just my last name j-o-c-k-e-r-s for to save 15 percent off and so that's a great way to stock up that's how i personally get my kettle and fire just ordering it online but you can also pick it up at a lot of grocery stores as well like whole foods Um, Our local Kroger's has it as well. And again, it's really one of the best things you can be consuming as part of just your daily routine. The collagen protein is amazing. Also really rich in minerals that, uh, that, and electrolytes that help give you energy, help support um, better mental function. Just a really, really great product that I recommend for everybody. We use it in soups and stews. And I also just like to drink it, you know, just straight out of the, 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 carton uh, because it just tastes so good. And my favorite is their mushroom chicken bone broth because not only does it have the benefits of the collagen protein, but also on top of that, it's got shiitake and lion's mane mushroom, which are amazing for your immune system. And lion's mane mushroom has actually been shown to help improve neurogenesis, the growth of new brain cells. So check that out, the mushroom uh, chicken, bone broth, and really all their different products are amazing. So again, kettleandfire.com forward slash jockers and use the coupon code jockers at checkout to save 15%. I know you'll love these products. My family, we all use them. My, my, even my, uh, my daughter, my sons, they love them. They always ask for broth. So I know your family will love them as well. 
Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, where we really look at food and lifestyle as medicine. It's literally what turns on healthy genes in our body. We want really healthy genetic expression, and we do that with the way that we live our life. And so today, we're going to talk about bone broth. We're going to talk about keto. We're going to talk about superfoods and ancient foods that can help restore your health and uh, you know, with the COVID-19 pandemic that we're experiencing right now, help restore your immune system. And so my guest is Justin Mars. And Justin, am I saying your last name right there, Justin Mars? It's Mares, but Mares. I don't really care at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. And he's the co-founder and CEO of Kettle and Fire, the fastest growing bone broth brand in the country. This is what my family and I use personally. My daughter, who is almost two, she has been drinking this. This is the first food that we weaned her off of breast milk with. And uh, she drinks, oh, probably about a half a cup every single day. Um, you know, it's something I try to drink just about every single day as well. Amazing for the body, amazing for the immune system. So Justin and I are going to talk about that. Justin started Kettle and Fire in 2015 when he was looking to incorporate bone broth into his daily life and help his younger brother heal post-knee surgery. And the company has really grown. He's also the co-founder and president of Perfect Keto, which is a popular uh, keto supplement company out there that's uh, making phenomenal products. He also co-wrote a book titled Traction, How Any Startup Can Achieve Explosive Customer Growth. Justin's been interviewed and featured on multiple podcasts, providing people knowledge on health, trends in the marketplace, and how to start and run multiple successful companies at one time. You can find his writing about marketing and personal development on justinmayers.com or follow along with his newsletter, The Next Brand. And you can find him on Twitter at JWMayers. So check him out. Justin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. That was an extremely flattering intro. <laughs> well, absolutely. Well, I'm really impressed with um, just, uh, I would say your courage to, to have two startup businesses and really be a disruptor in a lot of ways. I mean, bone broth is something that's been used. I, I mean, it's it's something that has been used for, for quite a long time, really, since uh, since people have been around. So we've been making bone broth in some fashion. But to make it in the way that you guys have with the level of quality was really new. And, um, and it was disruptive. And uh, obviously, the natural health world has really taken well to it. It's a great product. And then also to start up Perfect Keto as well. And when you did it in 2016, keto was really just on the rise. And, um, you know, there wasn't that many great keto products out there. And so you guys have really revolutionized that as well. So let's start with, that. absolutely, let's start with your story and how you got started with bone broth. Yeah, so it's, it's funny. I, uh, I used to work in tech. So I was living in San Francisco. I was working in tech. Uh, I was, you know, early 20s. And basically, as I got deeper and deeper into the tech ecosystem. I just realized that uh, I was selling software to software developers and I realized like, this is just not a thing that I actually care about. You know, it's, it's just really boring. It doesn't really fill me and, and make me passionate. Uh, and so I decided I wanted to do something that I actually cared about. For me, I've always been interested in health and wellness. I went paleo when I was in college and was kind of the, the guy, you know, this is in 2011. I was the guy that a lot of my friends were like, wait, you're not drinking beer anymore because it's better for you? That seems really strange, you know? They're like, it's a, it's a light beer, it's healthy. Uh, and so I basically decided that, you know, because I wanted to do something in, 
in an area I was interested, which was health and wellness. And so I was doing CrossFit. I had a bunch of friends that were talking about bone broth and talking about the health benefits for, you know, joint health, gut health, immunity, and the like. Uh, and around the same time, my brother, who I ended up starting a business with, was playing soccer and he tore everything in his knee. And so he basically was got surgery and was bedridden for seven weeks and asked me, you know, are there any foods that I can incorporate into my diet to help with uh, increasing the healing time? And so I recommended bone broth. And so both of us were looking for this product. He in Philadelphia, I in San Francisco, and nowhere could we find a high quality bone broth that was commercially available. And so that's when we decided, you know, hey, let's try and make this on our own. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's been like chicken broth and different things like that. When you go to the grocery store and you go down the broth aisle, there's all different types of broths, right? Yep. But it's hard to find bone broth. And so can you differentiate what we're looking at when we see, you know, chicken broth, right? Versus bone broth? Totally. Yeah. So if you think about uh, the sort of traditional broth in stock, uh, if you're looking at buying commercially, often the, the broth in stock that you'll see at the grocery store is cooked very, very, for very, very minimal amounts of time, one to two hours, often with bones that have effectively no nutrient density or are, don't, don't have any connective tissue, or it's small scraps of meat that people will throw into a water, add some additives, cook for an hour under pressure, and then it comes out the back end. And so if you pick up any of these broth or stock products at the grocery store, you'll kind of see at the back, like there's no protein, very little nutritional value. There's just not they're not really a source of, of health. So where bone broth is different is one, we use real bones, like any bone broth should use real bones. It uses really long cook times, which allows the nutrients in the bones to actually break down and seep into the bone broth. Uh, and then often you'll see it use an acid like an apple cider vinegar or the like that kind of helps the bones break down, which leads to a much richer, much more nutrient dense uh, final product. And so that, that's kind of the big difference is the cook time and then the, the actual ingredients that you're using in these products. Yeah, and, and for the listeners out there, bones are a tremendous source of minerals, calcium, magnesium, phosphorus, all different types of trace minerals that are in there. Plus, you've got collagen, which is the main protein that makes up bones, plus all the, the joint capsule, because I imagine that's what you guys are using as well as just the whole joint. So you get all the yep. collagen. And like for a serving of yours, there's nine grams, I believe, of protein in there. And uh, that's all that all those collagen peptides that are broken down from the collagen protein from the the long simmering process. And mm -hmm. uh, there's unique amino acids in there that are that are really great for the gut, the skin, right? Great for joints, like you were talking about with your brother. So really, really good stuff from that perspective. And you guys do a a long simmering process. Can you explain that and how that works? Absolutely. Yeah. So kind of like you mentioned, we have found that the way to maximize the nutrient density, so collagen, the critical amino acids in the final product, is to just cook the bones for a really long time. If you've ever had chicken wings or something like this, uh, you, you know that these bones are hard to break down. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of the connective tissue at sort of the, the joints on those bones that is really hard and almost tastes like a bone or it's super chewy and, and you know it's just not pleasant to eat. So a lot of people don't. And so uh, when you use long cook times, in our case, we cook all of our beef for over 20 hours. Chicken, uh, north of 10, if you cook them any longer than that, the bones just completely disintegrate and you don't have anything. Uh, and so we use these long cook times, cook times to get get the bones kind of 
uh, give them time to break down and let the, the different nutrients kind of decompose and get into the broth that we're making. Uh, instead of doing like a lot of other companies out there, which was especially true when we started the company, we're doing one to three hour cook times under pressure, which at that length of a cook time, you're just not getting the nutrient density and the kind of nutrient breakdown that we want coming out of these products. Yeah. And that's interesting. You talked about the chicken wings. I used to tell people all the time, the healthiest part of a chicken wing is actually the synovial joint, the actual joint at the top. When you bite into it and like suck out the bone marrow, kind of sounds yep. gross, but that's actually the healthiest part. That's uh, that's where all the goodness is. And that's another great thing about bones. I mean, bones are where your body creates red blood cells and white blood cells. So mm -hmm. you've got tremendous uh, RNA, DNA, all these different types of proteins and amino acid complexes and uh, powerful nutrients in there that come out of those bones when you're doing that sort of uh, a long, steady um, boiling process. Mm -hmm. And now let's talk about the quality of the animals as well, right? Because one issue with bones is that's also where animals and humans as well, this is where we store toxins. So if we're exposed, if we're consuming a lot of pesticides or the animals are, they're going to load those, those chemicals, particularly things like lead, in the bones. And so quality is really important. Where do you guys source your animals for the broth? Completely. Yeah, it's a great question. So this is something that we care a lot about. And we spent a ton of time uh, just working on our sourcing and making sure that we're only sourcing from the highest quality places. So all of our chicken bones, we source from uh, ranchers or farmers that give chickens access to pasture or, or you know, raised and fed organically, and then are completely free range. And so we check and we inspect um, all of our facilities. Now on the, the beef side, that's a really, that's a, a harder sourcing challenge for us. Now you may or may not know this, but uh, there's been this huge movement over the last couple of years where more and more people are saying like, I want grass fed product. Like I'm willing to pay a premium. I've heard Dr. Jockers talk about how great grass fed is. Like I want to look like that guy does. So I am going to buy grass fed wherever I can. And the, a lot of the, the people that raise cattle have kind of responded to this spike in demand, but not in a way that I think is totally ethical in a lot of cases. And so you get a lot of these ranchers, none that we work with, but who will say, okay, the absolute minimum that I have to feed my cow uh, for it to be considered grass fed is like 70%. And so what they'll do is they won't change the sort of feedlot setup that they have uh, when they were feeding them grains and the like. They'll instead just start change out those grains for pellets of grass. And so they're basically just feeding them hay, but not giving them freedom to move around, not changing any of the stressful environment conditions, um, you know, and then feeding them 70% stopping and then grain feeding them at the end of their lives so that they like put on weight and they can make more money when they sell the cow. Now, we don't really think that that's super ethical, nor is it healthy for you. And so what we do is we make sure that we only work, work with ranchers who are raising cattle so that they are grass-fed and grass-finished, which we think is incredibly important. So they only eating grass for 100% of their life. Uh, and they're also pastured. Now, for most ranchers, it's extremely expensive to certify your pasture, effectively your grassland, as organic. Uh, our, the one rancher we were talking to said it would cost him, I think it was $2.5 million a year just yeah. to certify that organic. And so grass-fed, grass-finished, pastured, uh, beef is almost never found organic. You really have to rely on the integrity of the rancher uh, and the farm that you're getting it from. And so we visited our farms, uh, all of them. We make sure they're pastured. We make sure they're using grass-fed. We've 
uh, seen some of them start to convert, like, and we're, we're talking to them about converting over to regenerative agriculture principles, mm -hmm. which is something like I'm a huge proponent of, and uh, frankly, I'm thrilled to see this movement kind of exploding. Um, but yeah, so we, we take a lot of care in our sourcing and just make sure that the animals are treated well, have access to pasture and are eating a really, really clean diet that looks exactly like what a cow would eat, you know, a hundred years ago. Yeah, and that's really important as well. And so we know grass, or basically cows can can survive on grass and greens um, 100%, whereas chickens really can't. You have to have some sort of supplement in their feed. I mean, they, they'll survive on worms and different things like that. And that's one of the benefits of having them be free range, like you were talking about, is they're eating insects. They are eating weeds and things like that, but they're typically going to have some sort of feed. And so mm -hmm. getting it organic, making sure that whatever the feed is, isn't sprayed with pesticides, genetically modified, that's uh, that's extremely important. So you guys are doing that. And then like you talked about with, with um, grass fed, reality is these are big fields. And so they're, they're, they're not really looking to, you know, get the, the farmers again, these are smaller farmers. So um, the cost of certifying organic is uh, makes it very prohibitive um, for them to do that. And it's not like a really like a high margin type of business, right? Being a cattle farmer. Yeah. So, um, so it's good that you guys have, have obviously gone down there and regenerative agriculture is, um, is something I think we really need to do to help improve our, our country, our world. Um, and it's something I know you guys support and you're, you're obviously playing a big role in doing that. So the more that we are able to find 100% grass fed, right? The more that we are supporting regenerative agriculture, because typically those types of farms are using some level of re regenerative agriculture to, to, to support their, their continual regrowth, um, you know, of the mm -hmm. grass. They've got to, they've got to obviously move the animals around in the fields, things like that. So all of that's very, very important. Now let's yep. talk about bone broth, right? So, you know, chicken soup is called uh, Jewish penicillin, right? So um, people have been using it again for thousands of years now. Um, and more popular, especially over the last several hundred years in different recipes. And many people use it during cold and flu season. Right now, yeah. as we're doing this interview, we're, we're all quarantined with COVID-19. And why can, why can bone broth be so good and supportive for the immune system? Yeah, it's a great question. So if you think about the immune system, uh, or if you think about kind of how our ancestors used to eat versus how people eat today, one of the biggest things and one of the biggest differences is that people used to get a lot of the things that are in bone broth, uh, you know, collagen, amino acids, and the like, from eating bone broth, bone marrow, organ meats, and the like. Now, if you look at today, almost no one incorporates organ meats, bone broth into their daily diet as much as they should. And so uh, the way I think about bone broth is it's like by far the easiest way to get some of these nutrients into your diet. And these, these nutrients, uh, the amino acids and collagen that I mentioned, are really, really helpful for not only ensuring that the lining of your gut and your uh, microbiome are healthy, but also making sure that your immune system has kind of these basic building block nutrients that it needs to function at a high level. Um, and so I think about like the things that I really care about as far as uh, nutrition and immunity goes is I look at things like glycine and the like that are yeah. amino acids that are found in bone broth that help the body with stress response that help with uh, just making sure that your body's functioning at kind of a high level, which is important as you're trying to amount uh, an immune response to any like potential toxins, viruses, uh, bacteria, or anything that's trying to invade your, your system. 
Yeah, it's really good. And and also, you know, a lot of people, because muscle meat is so easy to get in our society today and our ancestors, like you talked about, would eat the whole animal, so head to toe. Yep. So they would get a lot, a really good balance of collagen protein as well as muscle meat. You know, muscle meat is higher in branch chain amino acids, which are the kind of amino acids that promote muscle growth and higher in things like methionine, which is a sulfur-containing amino acid and tryptophan all important amino acids, but the problem is they're very low in glycine, very low in proline and hydroxyproline. And that's what we get with the collagen protein. And those amino acids are very important for liver detoxification, for gut healing. And so most people are going throughout the course of their lives and consuming very low amounts or improper amino acid ratios when it comes to getting enough glycine, getting enough proline, hydroxyproline. And a lot of people are actually, there's a lot of hypothesis out there that that is one of the reasons why we're seeing so many more sports injuries as well, right? Tommy John surgeries, different things like that. I know, you know, you talked about, about your brother's injury. Having the right balance of these amino acids can play a very important role in the tensile strength, the durability, the resiliency of your joints, as well as your gut lining. And those are things that we've got to do everything we can to protect because, you know, in, in today's society, um, we want to, we obviously we want to uh, be physically active for long periods of time in our life. And, um, you know, when, when the gut lining breaks down, that starts to create chronic inflammation in our system, wears down our immune system, makes us more vulnerable to viruses, different things like that, and chronic inflammatory and autoimmune conditions. So, you know, really big stuff. And what have you seen? Obviously, you know, you got started with Kettle and Fire. I'm also interested in the business journey as well, because, this must have been a huge endeavor to, yeah. to go through and, uh, and, and very expensive because now I, I bought, we, you know, we see you guys in Kroger's and all the different grocery stores and it's only been five years, you know, I mean, you got in grocery stores, I think like three or four years after you got started. So I'd yeah. love to hear a little bit more about that journey. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a kind of crazy one, honestly. Like we started the business, so uh, we launched Kettle and Fire in tw- August of 2015. Uh, my brother and I started it. Uh, my brother, Nick, he, when we started the business, was 19. He decided to take a gap year, didn't really know what he wanted to do for college, didn't really know what he wanted to do from a career standpoint. And so we were kind of like, hey, this is something we both want to see in the world. Why don't you just take six to 12 months off and we'll, we'll see like where this whole bone broth thing goes. And at the time, just kind of thinking, you know, you'll get to dip your toes in entrepreneurship, we'll get to build something cool, and then you'll go to college and do the whole college thing, it'll be great. Uh, well, pretty soon after we launched, we realized that we had something really crazy on our hands. Like we'd spent 10 months trying to find a manufacturing partner, trying to work on the formulation, trying to do the sourcing and all of that. And by the time we launched, I, uh, you know, what I'd, what I'd expected to be a business that would do, you know, 50 to $100,000 a year uh, in revenue, not in profit, just kind of took off on us. And so we pretty quickly, like month one, we launched and we sold out in four weeks. We were like, whoa, that's crazy. We should buy more product. And so we bought more products, built more inventory, and we sold out in six weeks. And we were just like, man, this is, this is insane. And we had, um, we had someone from Whole Foods who spotted us on Instagram within our first three months of being alive and basically said, hey, do you guys want to come in to the Rocky Mountain region? Uh, and the Pacific Northwest and like sell your product in Whole Foods. And we sold the product well enough in Whole Foods that within 18 months, we were on every Whole Foods shelf in the country and we're one of their top performing uh, 
products. And so it's mm-hmm. been really wild. Like we, we bootstrapped the company at first, uh, so it didn't take outside investment. And then in August of 2018, uh, basically the business was at large enough scale that we decided it made sense to, to work with some, some investors and try and like get the product into Kroger, get it into Safeway, get it into a bunch of these channels where a bunch of our customers shop who want healthier options, but who we couldn't reach because we didn't have the money to play in those distribution yeah. channels yet. Uh, so that's been kind of the, the story of the last little bit, which has been fun. That is an amazing journey, less than five years and now really a national brand. So yeah, it's been crazy. And then during that process, you started Perfect Keto. Mm-hmm. So how did that come about? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> so, uh, so that one, we started, uh, my partner and I, my partner, Anthony, uh, and I co-founded Perfect Keto. We had we were both living in San Francisco. He had a, a product company that was making products for people in the paleo space. I had Kettle and Fire. And so we just kind of struck up a friendship. Like we were both trying to do a food company in a tech-heavy town and started hanging out. You know, I had we were a team of four with no other employees in San Francisco. He was a team of one. And so we started working with one another, just sitting side by side at coffee shops, working on our respective businesses. And after a while, we kind of realized that we thought a lot. Uh, we thought very similarly about business opportunities, uh, things that we wanted to build in the world. And so we kind of saw like keto was something that we were experimenting with on our own. Uh, I had been paleo for a couple of years, but was starting to get more strictly keto. And Anthony was kind of doing the same. And so coming out of that, we were like, looked around and we're just kind of like, man, this is something we care about. And yet there's no definitive good source of education around the keto diet. And secondly, there's no good products. Like all of the keto supplements and food products we saw out there had a bunch of fillers, binders, and other crap. Uh, They had a bunch of additives, just stuff that like we didn't want to put into our bodies. And so that's when we decided to launch Perfect Keto, which at the time thought it would be a very, very small side project. Uh, that would be a fun thing to do together while we focused on our on our respective businesses. But that turned out to be a very real business. Like more, more and more people were interested in keto, wanted to learn more about how do I do the diet? You know, what products can I eat? What can't we eat? And we started formulating products for people on a ketogenic diet. We started in supplements, launching um, an exogenous ketones product, then launching an MCT oil powder and a collagen powder with no fillers, and then gradually moved into launching a nut butter product, a keto bar product, and a bunch of other things uh, that we now have in our sort of product portfolio. I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to answer a very important question. What is the number one food product I would recommend to help heal leaky gut syndrome and reduce inflammation in the body? The answer is bone broth, particularly bone broth, from animals that are 100% grass-fed and finished, and organic chicken bones, so grass-fed organic uh, beef bones, as well as chicken bones, and making sure that the, the veggies, herbs, and spices that are used in it are organic as well. And so that's why I recommend the brand Kettle and Fire. Their bone broth is amazing for your immune system, helps support the healing of leaky gut, also great for your joints, really helps create more resiliency in your joints, your nails, your skin, your hair. I recommend getting about 20 grams of bone broth or collagen protein daily, somewhere around 20 to 40 grams is a really great sweet spot 
to help support your immune system, to help heal your gut, and to help create more strength in your joints and more beauty and shine in your skin, your hair, and your nails. And so Kettle and Fire is the brand. The website is kettleandfire.com forward slash jockers. And the coupon code to use is jockers, and that saves you 15% off of your order. Kettle and Fire broth is something I use on a regular basis. My family uses. We love them. I love the beef broth. I also really love the mushroom chicken broth because it's got lion's mane mushroom, which helps improve neurogenesis or the formation of new brain cells. And they've got shiitake mushroom in there as well, which is one of the best medicinal mushrooms to support your immune system, to really give you better strength at fending off pathogens like viruses and bad bacteria as well as parasites so check that out some mushroom chicken broth they've also got a great beef broth and chicken broth again kettleandfire.com forward slash jockers and use the coupon code jockers to save 15 percent off at checkout so try those out i know you'll love them what, what has been your most popular product for for uh perfect keto is it the bars Definitely the bars, yeah. <laughs> People love bars, that's for sure. Are, are yeah. any, I haven't seen it in Whole Foods yet. Is that coming, do you think? Uh, so I think it, it's coming. We're working on it. Yeah. Uh, Perfect Keto has been a, it's been a mostly online play. Like it's been a, you know, more and more people are turning online to learn yeah. how to be healthy, stay keto and the like. And so uh, we've benefited a lot from that. Now we've started to like build out more of a real team. We have, um, just like the ability to move into retail in a way that uh, we haven't candidly for the last like year or year and a half. Yeah. And those perfect keto bars are amazing. You guys really Thank you. knocked it out of the park with that. So thank you. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Really good stuff. You guys want to try a great protein bar that um, will keep your blood sugar stable and taste amazing. Um, doesn't have any artificial ingredients, things like that. Like, like I love the taste of quest bars but um, you've got sucralose in there. You've got a whole bunch of different um, just chemicals yep. that you don't want in your body. So uh, those perfect keto bars are really the best. So definitely check those out, Thank guys. You. Absolutely. So let's talk about you. Do you follow a ketogenic diet? Are you still doing CrossFit? What does your daily lifestyle look like? Yeah, so I am a, I, I kind of cycle. So I'm, I'm full-time, like always paleo and eat very clean. Uh, I do keto about, I would say, for about four weeks, about every like eight to 12. So kind mm -hmm. of cycle in and out yeah. and I'm very strict about it. Uh, I've landed at a spot though, where I think keto is amazing if you're trying to achieve certain weight loss goals, lower inflammation and the like. But I, you know, right now my, my goal overall from a health standpoint is just maintenance, like maintain being in a good spot and not yeah. get crazy and get mad at myself if I eat a sweet potato after a workout. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, so, so that's kind of how, that's kind of how I've, I've operated for the last 12 months or so. Um, other health routines, like I, I make sure I eat really well. Um, I have been meditating for a couple of years now. Um, and then I have like a daily movement kind of routine that I do and just try and like move joints in ways to keep them healthy, keep them, uh, you know, keep the blood flowing, keep the tissues from locking up, the joints from locking up, all of that. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty it's funny though. I, I used to, when I was getting into all this stuff, I used to like try and be on the cutting edge of all things health, like trying every new biohacking device that came out, taking every supplement I possibly could. 
And now I've taken a much more relaxed approach and think that, you know, once you get the, the 80-20 right of like food, sleep, sunlight, exercise, uh, and, and like healthy relationships, a lot of the other stuff just kind of falls into place. And so that's more how I've been focused lately. Yeah, very true. Very true. How about intermittent fasting? Do you practice that at all? Yeah, uh, I do intermittent fasting almost every day. Uh, I'll, and then I will do a three to five day fast once a quarter, mm. uh, which is just yeah. like either a bone broth fast or a water only yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So bone broth fast, we call a partial fast. So it's low calorie, but you're still getting a lot of nutrients in there. And uh, you get that autophagy, you get um, great detoxification. So really good strategy as far as that goes. And doing it quarterly is powerful. Really, really good for the body. So totally. let's talk about let's talk about your routine. Like from the time you wake up in the morning, what are you doing? Obviously, you're you're a high achiever, and so I think our audience would really benefit from just looking at like what you're doing on on a daily basis from the morning you get up and and then throughout the day. For sure. So I generally try and do my biggest priority like first thing in the day. And so for me right now at this stage of my life, uh, I've gone through a lot of iterations of morning routines. And the one that I'm doing right now is basically getting up, uh, trying to have like, a, I'll have like a cup of decaf coffee, talk with my girlfriend for a little bit, um, you know, maybe like sit outside and get a little bit of sun. But mm -hmm. pretty quickly from the time I get up to, um, you know, give it 10 to 20 minutes, I will start working and try and work on like, the one to three biggest mm -hmm. priorities that if I knock them out, I'm good. Like I've, I've achieved yeah. my goal for the day. Uh, and that's because work right now is my biggest priority. And so yeah. if I'm up at, you know, seven, I'll often start working by seven 30, uh, won't need anything. And we'll, we'll try and get like the one to three big things done by call it 10 30, 11. And then kind of after that, shut down, shut down my computer for a bit. I stretch, I meditate, I'll go for a walk. I'll shower, I'll, you know, make lunch, uh, just kind of like reset and get ready for that second chunk of the day. Um, that's for me what I found most effective. Uh, and that's also when I'll start checking my phone, getting an email, doing all, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know, uh, I'm really, I'm really similar from that perspective. I'm the most really. motivated fairly early in the morning. And yep. that's when, yeah, I, if, if I'm really productive early in the morning, it's like, man, the rest of my day, I'm just, I'm, I'm floating on the clouds. Right. So I just mm -hmm. feel great. So yeah, I'm with you. A hundred percent. I mean, there are some days where I will shut my computer at, you know, 10, 30, 11. And I'm like, if I wanted to, I could literally just take the rest of the day off. <laughs> like I've gotten all of the big things done that I yeah. needed to today, you know? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I love it. Well, it seems like you're really doing a good job balancing things. At this point, you're young, so you don't have a family. Um, it's just focused obviously on work. Uh, which is great. And you're doing, you're obviously putting out some great products to the world. So I think all that's fantastic. What, uh, what are your top five favorite foods? If you can only live on five foods, what, what would they be? Yeah, good question. Uh, I think uh, I'm at love eggs. Eggs, bacon would be two shoe-ins for sure. Uh, bone broth would be up there. Then it's a good question. Probably a steak. And then uh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big Brussels sprouts fan. I've been getting very <laughs> into Brussels lately. sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You like them roasted, steamed? How do you do them? Oh, definitely a roasted guy. Yeah. yeah. So we make, we made a, uh, like a, a roasted vegetable soup with our beef bone broth a couple nights ago. It's amazing. Nice. I, I was like a huge fan of that. Nice. What's your favorite dessert? 
Uh, I don't do a ton of dessert, but when I do, there's a place, I live in Austin, Texas. Uh, there's a place called Die Dewey that has this butterscotch pudding that I got the, the chef to make a keto version using like monk fruit as a sweetener and stuff. And it is unreal. Like it is by far <laughs> the best, the best dessert, best thing I've ever had in my life. So I, I love that. <laughs> love it, man. That's so good. When, uh, when I come out to Austin, I was actually going to come out for Paleo FX. Of course, that's gotten postponed. If they have it in July, yep. I'll have to check that out. So that'll be my first time in, uh, in Austin. Nice. Yeah. It's awesome, man. It's Looking great. forward to checking it out. I've heard so many great things about Austin. It's, it's a really special place. I love it. Absolutely. What's your biggest piece of business advice for somebody? Like, let's say somebody's just getting started with business. What would be... Uh, the best advice maybe that you've heard or that you've told somebody else in the past? Yeah, I think it's so dependent on what stage you're at of business. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that said, if you're someone who's just starting out, the biggest thing that I would say is I have very, at least when I was starting, I had a lot of neuroticism around, am I doing the right thing? Will I succeed? Is this going to work? Am I going to be a failure? Am I going to be broke? Am I, you know, all of these questions. And the thing that I would say is, I'm, I'm 30. I've met a ton of entrepreneurs. I've met a ton of people. And very rarely in my life slash career, have I ever met someone who like has really tried at the whole entrepreneurship thing and has been worse off as a result of trying. Mm, like so yeah. many times I'll see people who they may be taking a swing at an idea uh, or in a space that they care about as long as you're doing stuff you care about and you're hustling and you're trying and you're meeting people and you're getting out there and you're developing skills, I have legitimately never seen a single person who I think if you ask them five years later, 10 years later, are you happy you took a swing on this? Like they would say that was the worst decision I've ever made. You know, mm -hmm. I think all of them end up in a better place, which for me, had I known that when I was starting these things, uh, would have made me far less neurotic. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Would have made the, the journey more enjoyable, I think. Absolutely. I can relate with that. I think all of us go through that imposter syndrome, right? It's like, you think you're an imposter. You think you're kind of doing something that's out of your league for a period of time. And over time, as you just continue to adopt the behaviors and activities, you just become it, right? And, yeah. um, and it's just that consistent, that persistency, I think, is probably number one key of a successful entrepreneur is just being persistent day in, day out, getting up and doing it. And yeah. um, you know, and, and so at 30, obviously, you've had tremendous success now here with two companies, which is uh, quite remarkable. So um, people out there would look at you and be like, wow, he must be so courageous uh, and have had so much confidence to get started at such a young age with these companies. And little do they know that, you know, you were, you were struggling with that same insecurity, yeah. right? And he pushed through it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's funny to me. To me, it never felt like confidence when I was starting these businesses. It always felt a lot more like I really, I knew that I wanted to do my own thing because I knew that I would be pretty unhappy if I wasn't. And so I sort of acclimated myself to being okay, uh, where basically when I started Kettle and Fire, I was 24. And mentally, I was kind of like, I'm okay if I make three grand a month, you know, for the next yeah. three years. And I'm just going to say, invest mentally invest all of that, that those foregone, foregone earnings in taking a shot on myself and trying to do something that I want to do. And if it sucks, I'll get a job at 30 and like, I'll still be probably fine. 
you know, but it certainly felt a lot less like confidence and a lot more like the worst case is I just live on not a whole lot of money for a couple of years and yeah. try and do something else later. Yeah. And I think that's a great perspective. Think through the worst case scenario. And if it's something you're okay with, then, um, you know, then go for it Then go for your dreams. I mean, when I started my, my clinic, when I got graduated from, uh, from medical school, I was 27. I started my clinic on credit cards, 2008, um, beginning of 2009. So the economy had crashed. I couldn't get a business loan. I lived in my clinic for two years until I paid off all my loans, all my student debt, showered across the street at a gym, um, and then, and then, and then I had enough money to buy a house and bought the closest available house to my clinic. I could literally walk to my clinic and then I was able to put all that money and then it starting an online business and, you know, and, and now it's just really, really blown up and grown, but there was a lot of sacrifice in the beginning, but I just always thought, you know what, the worst thing that, that happens is I just go find a job somewhere else, right? This fails. I'll just go find a job somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I'll keep spreading the message. I'll keep doing everything I can to help people and help, help add value to people's lives. And then, you know, and just waking up every day and doing that and amazing things happen. So um, 100%. Yep. What's your number one piece of health advice for somebody? Uh, it's funny. I think that for in today's world, you know, so many people are unhealthy. Uh, I think that the biggest thing is just fixing. I think diet is the biggest leverage point that people can pull. Mm, um, yeah. Their biggest lever that people can pull though. Unfortunately, I think that it's, it's also a really hard one. And there's so many other things that, that, uh, that our society is set up to make people struggle from a health standpoint. But if I had to choose one thing, I would say probably cutting out sugar, like more and more people, I think they cut yeah. out sugar right now. We're running a, a three week challenge or a two week challenge at perfect keto to, remove sugar from your diet. And man, it is wild, wild. What, how much sugar there is in everything and how it's literally an addiction. Um, mm. and one that just leads to way more sense of well-being, health, you know, it's just everyone across the board can agree sugar is not great for you. And so yeah. I think that if you could kick one thing from your diet, it would probably be your sugar habit. Yeah. I think that's something that everybody agrees on, whether you're vegan Mediterranean yep. diet, keto, right? Paleo, we all agree. Get rid of the processed sugar. Makes a big yep. difference. Exactly. Yep, absolutely. Well, Justin, you know, obviously your businesses have really grown here. How many employees do you guys now have uh, at Kettle and Fire? And how many employees do you have at Perfect Keto? Yeah, so we have uh, 30 employees at Kettle and Fire. We have 28 at Perfect Keto. So, and What's uh, that like managing you know, now uh, all these employees, over 50 employees? Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like it's a lot, but honestly, the biggest learning I've had in my career to date is just like hire really amazing people mm. who want to come along for the ride and they will, you know, they'll just like take parts of the organization under their wings and manage people in a way better than I was doing before. Like I would say that I do, I do less management today than I did when the company was 11 people. And that's because mm. I wasn't a very good manager of marketing and finance and operations and all these things. Now that we have good managers in them, you know, I talk to all of those people, but I don't have to do the, the management of like the person reporting to me and the person under them and the person under them because we have really, really good people in place. So it frees me up to focus on things I like doing, talking to people like you, working on product stuff, and just making sure that we have a culture that's fun and productive and that people are excited to be a part of. 
That's awesome. And you also wrote a book. So tell us a little bit about that. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote a book way back when. So I started that my senior year of college. Um, Basically, I was was in the growth marketing kind of tech world and was writing a book. uh, Or I guess like around that time, I realized that most companies that struggle from a startup standpoint struggle not because they can't build a product, but because they don't know how to get traction. They don't know how to do marketing. They don't know how to grow. They don't know how to acquire customers. And so my co-author and I decided to write a book about how startups can grow and acquire customers, uh, which we did. We called it Traction. We launched and um, published in August of 2013, I guess. And yeah, sold about 80,000 copies. And it was just a really tremendous experience. Yeah. And that's amazing that you wrote that book in 2013 and then you went ahead, started Kettle and Fire, and you guys have obviously had a rapid growth, done an amazing job with the technology side, acquiring customers, and then Perfect Keto. And so you, you kind of had, you had, you wrote the book before you actually had that real experience of doing it as an entrepreneur, yeah. and then you went out and did it. So usually yeah. it's the opposite way, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Taught me a lot, that's for sure. I'm sure. Yep. Well, I just want to acknowledge you for your innovativeness in the health space and uh, the great products that you've offered and, um, you know, your courage to get started at such a young age and start these big companies, um, you know, and, and obviously your, your, your consistent daily uh, persevering spirit and your persistency to, to make them successful and make them work. And thanks for coming on the podcast and, and sharing your wisdom. Any last words of, uh, of advice or inspiration for anybody? No, I just want to say you know, thank you for what you're doing. I, I think that more people like you spreading the, the gospel of health and like changing the mm. current super messed up food and health system that we have in the U.S. is just incredibly, incredibly important. And I really appreciate it because like the more people like you there are, the more people start waking up and going, what products should I put in my body? What should I change that can lead to improving my health? And like that, that helps me. That helps everyone in the country, I'm hopeful. Uh, just get a little bit healthier and a little bit happier. So appreciate all the stuff you're doing. Well, thanks so much, Justin. I mean, you know, influencers like like myself, we need product innovators like you guys. So we can get the products into the people's hands so they can get healthy and well. And so for those of you guys out there that are interested in Kettle and Fire, this again is the bone broth I recommend. So what I use personally, we've got probably 12 of them in our pantry and probably two that are open in our refrigerator uh, right now as I speak. And Love so that. it's something we drink every day. Um, and we can get you 20% off plus free shipping. So if you're watching on video, there's a link and in podcast, uh, it's in the show notes. So definitely check that out. And remember, you're more valuable than you think you are. So start taking action. Do what we talked about today and start living the life that you always imagined. Be blessed, everybody. We'll see you soon. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.